All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back. You know what we do here on this show. I give you my take and then I bait, okay? I give you my take and then I bait. Anyway, before I bait, I'm going to give you my take. So make sure y'all like and subscribe to the channel because it's going down right about now, man. Please. All right, after you watch this video, you know, if you could send this to two to three people, it will be greatly appreciated. And just know you did something good for the day. Okay? So once again, after this video concludes, send this video to two to three people, whether it be boxing fans, sports fans. We have it all here on this YouTube channel known as Real Lil TV. And um, that's what we do. But anyway, I want to give my second reactions to Demetrius Andrade versus David Benavides. The fight went down on Saturday night and I actually did a video a couple days ago, instant reactions. And I just want to follow up here just to point out a couple things that I'm seeing all over the internet. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that, you know, they, they're comparing Caleb Plant's fight with, you know, the Mexican monster and they're comparing Demetrius Andrade's performance against the Mexican monster and saying that, you know, Caleb Plant for the way better fight and I just want to kind of fine-tune some things okay and use context in this little debate right here because um context is everything you know a lot of people they look at the world in a black and white format you know you win you lose you this you that you you, you know you shot this that and third but it's more to it context is everything when you say something okay yeah I know the sky is blue but why is the sky blue you know so I'm going to point that out here in this debate. First off, when you look at Demetrius Andrade and how that fight turned out, you know, we have to realize that Demetrius Andrade fought a totally different fight than Caleb Plant. And, you know, Demetrius Andrade took a page out of the Mexican Monsters book by um, backing him up, throwing combinations, throwing shots to the body, to the head. And, um, you know... He was on a suicide mission. That's That was what his game plan was. In no capacity did Caleb Plant even attempt to do that against the Mexican monster. So clearly there was a different a difference in game plans, okay? Because I'm guessing the trainer, which is David Roger, you know, that was the game plan for Andre to go and try to, you know, back up Benavidez. And he was doing a decent job in the beginning. And, you know, things happened. But let's be clear here, okay? By Andre, okay, throwing those body shots and, and using his energy to no avail, first of all, the punches didn't even seem to affect the Mexican monster. There was one point in the fight where I literally saw, you know, David Benavidez just allowing Andre to throw what he had to throw. Like, yo, okay, throw some steam, brother. Take a load off. You having a bad day, okay. Just standing there. And then, um, obviously, that was one point in the fight until the Mexican monster turned it up, right? Caleb Plant, he ran away for 12 rounds, right? He outboxed him. He won some rounds in the beginning, but his was a safety precaution, and that's what ended up getting him to the, you know, to the end of the fight, to the decision, to the cards. But we also do have to take in context here that the referee, Kenny Bayless, who should be paid less, okay, because he got to shoot some pay less, okay? was um having a big part uh, of you know playing being able to survive the tornado that was the mexican monster okay because he kept allowing caleb plant to clinch 
every five seconds and gave him no warning or no point deducted, okay, not even a warning for his clinching. So, of course, Caleb Plant is going to use that to his safety and clinch so he can be able to stop the Mexican monster in his tracks. That fight should have ended in round six or seven, maybe seven or eight, okay? A lot of people's comparing rounds. Andre, you know, went down and quit on a stool in six, and then they say, you know, Caleb Plant went the distance, but where's the context here, okay? Because clearly, both fighters struggled right at the point of the second half of the fight. Andre got hit with a shot. It was a looping right, okay? And it changed the trajectory of the fight. Same thing with Caleb Plant. When um, David Benavides hit Caleb Plant with a shot to the body, it changed the trajectory of the fight. One shot changed the trajectory of the fight. So that's a testament to David Benavides' power because a lot of people don't think he's a power guy, more of a volume guy, but clearly he's hurting fighters with one shot. Okay, may not be knocking them out with one shot, but he's hurting them in fights of being altered due to one shot. Okay, that happened in Plant, that happened in Andre. Benavides just happened to land that shot earlier because, you know, Andre's plan was different. It was more of a bad game plan. I thought that Andre should have been on his bicycle a little bit more, but credit to Andre, he wanted to make a statement. You know, maybe it was the wrong way to go about it. But unlike Plant, Andre took some risks. He brought the fight to Benavides. That was not happening. That did not happen in a Caleb Plant fight. It did not. Andre wanted to make a statement. He knew that it was his only opportunity. He got blackballed by boxing. Nobody wanted to fight this cat. Canelo, payday, payday, payday. Well, guess what? They offered Canelo a payday. They offered him $45 million to fight Andre. So you want to talk about payday? Okay, anybody wants payday. Even rich people like payday, okay? Ask Jay-Z for a dollar across the street. He ain't giving you jack even though he's a billionaire because everybody wants payday, even Canelo Alvarez, okay? They offered him $45 million to fight Demetrius Andre. He turned it down, okay? At 154, at 160. So he did to be great at 168, which is not his normal weight class. When you look at David Benavidez and you look at Demetrius Andre in the ring, I mean, you know, not to take anything away from, um, you know, uh, Benavidez, but his main attributes is his cruiserweight size and his volume punching and combination. That's his main attributes is the fact that he has a gas tank where he doesn't get tired and other fighters do. He has, you know, the combinations and he also is very big. And when you saw the fight, you saw the size differential clearly looking at these two guys in the ring, which was very different from the weigh-in just the day before. Clearly, Benavides rehydrated and was bigger and he looked like a cruiserweight in there. So it was a dumb game plan by Andre and his team to force Andre, not force him, but to tell him to go and take the fight to Benavidez because you're throwing all these shots, you're getting tied. It's not affecting Benavidez, and you're getting tied by fighting a guy much bigger like that. You're going to get tired. You're going to get gassed out. And one thing about Plant and Andre that they do have in common to a certain degree, outside of the boxing attributes and skills and, you know, the hit and not get hit style, is that they both have, I won't say stamina issues in Andre's behalf, you know, yeah, he's a fast starter more than anything, and clearly that was evident against Benavides, he started off fast, if you watch Andre's career, that's typically how he starts, he starts off fast, and then he kinds of, you know, go back to boxing, and then he, you know, he takes some rounds off, and he's not the same fighter in the beginning towards the end, clearly, as I could put it. When Caleb Plant 
Caleb Plant is a guy that has stamina issues. We know that. We saw how his fight ended with Canelo, okay? When you're running around, you're going to get tired. So both of these guys had stamina issues, and, you know, it came evident clearly in the fight against Benavides, in the fights against Benavides. And Andre was more tired because he actually tried to take out Benavides because it was almost like a, a Hail Mary game plan by David Bourget. It was almost like they was defeated. You know, it was like, all right, listen, screw it, F it. We just gonna go out there and um, back Benavides up, throw combinations, you know, try to bully him, and that's gonna be our pathway to victory. Well, the problem with that is that you're right in front of Benavides. So Benavides doesn't have the issue of trying to close distance because you're right there. And one thing that Benavides did, you know, that he doesn't get credit for, a lot of people talk about his defense and all that. He's a defensive liability. He's stationary. He's right in front of you, slow feet. We all know the terms that describe Benavides on defense to the public appeal. But in those clinches, there were definitely ways in which Benavides learned from the Caleb Plant fight, okay? You also have to take that in consideration. Caleb Plant was a prerequisite to Andrade, and Benavides used a lot of what he learned in that fight and applied it to, ben to excuse me, to um, Andrade. So when it was in the clinch, there would be times where, you know, um, Benavides would use his head to block Andrade's vision and then disguise the left hook to the body. So those were things that he really did not do. He did not go to the body against Caleb Plant early in the fight, okay? He was headhunting and trying to close distance because he had beef with this cat, and he wanted to make a statement. He wanted to hurt this guy. He wanted to knock this guy out, and it fell right in the hands of Caleb Plant because he had a safety game plan of box and move and get out the way, move, get out the way. That was his game plan. Well, with Andre, he took the fight to Benavides, and he was right in front of him, and Benavides didn't have no issues, you know, trying to close the distance. He was right there. And he took and applied what he learned from those first five rounds and used it against Andre. So for those of y'all clowns, okay, and people who is just going to look and say, well, you know, Caleb Plant went the distance, so clearly he had a, a better showing against Andre. There's more context to it than just that. Because we have to factor everything. We have to go back, watch the fight again, watch the fights again, and analyze that from those perspectives. There's so many variables that went into, you know, how Benavides won the Caleb Plant fight and how Benavides won the Andre fight. But technically, it was kind of the same fight. You know, both fighters got hit with a shot that altered the trajectory of the entire fight, and both fighters couldn't recover from that. Okay, Andre looked defeated. Clearly, he quit on the stool. His soul was took. And that's the kind of mental issues that present itself when fighting a guy like Benavides, who's so big, but he throws these mirage and barrage of punches coming and flowing. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? That's the mental, you know, part of fighting a guy like David Benavides. He, he'll break your rib. You know what I'm saying? You got all the boxing attributes and you know, slick out poor and all that. But listen, Andre, he was kind of, his game plan was altered. Once he got hit with that shot, that looped right in round four, his game plan was altered. He was in survival mode. He went from being the aggressor to being the survivor. And that's why that fight turned out the way it did. 
but I gave him an A for effort because at least he tried to make a statement. Like I said, it might not have been the smart play to make, but you have to realize that this guy was blackballed in every weight division. First of all, he fought one time at 168. This is his second fight at 168, and you're fighting a guy that basically is a cruiserweight on top of that. So that's context right there that we do need to apply. And then on top of that, he knows that, you know, the likelihood of him getting a Canelo fight, even if he wins, is basically 50-50, if that. He might not, he might have not even got it if he won against um, David Benavidez. So he's trying to go out here and make a statement. It's his first pay-per-view. You know, he was a little bit erratic. We got to call a spade a spade on top of that. At least Plant had the experience of fighting Canelo. Think about that, okay? Context is everything, folks. Context is everything. I'm hitting y'all with the left. I'm hitting y'all with the right, okay? I'm hitting y'all with some jabs here. Context is everything. Plant already had his opportunity. He fought Canelo, bro. How is not fighting Canelo don't prepare you for David Benavidez, bro? All right? Can we stop this madness right now? He fought Canelo, okay? He fought Canelo and had success in the early rounds against one of the best fighters in the world. You know, I know I come at Canelo, but I call Spade a Spade. He's a good fighter. Never said he wasn't. Now there's things I question about him, but that's another topic for another day. He had success. He was willing to fight prior to him getting stopped. So all that confidence he used against Benavidez, and he had success early on, just was the same simulation. Demetrius Andre didn't have a Canelo that he fought. Demetrius Andre had bums, okay? Guys that was coming to pick up a check, okay? With all due respect, okay? So there was no prerequisite to a guy like David Benavidez, okay? So we do have to take those things in consideration. So when we go and we look and we say, oh my gosh, you know, plant went the distance. What are you doing, Andre? Context is everything. The fight style was different. The game plans was different. You know, the preparation, the prerequisites was different. It was a totally different thing, okay? Now, okay, if we see in the future, Andre and plant, then we could probably use that with more context, okay? Because that would be self-explanatory, whoever wins that fight. Boxing is about styles. Styles make fights. We really shouldn't really compare fights because, you know, that's how boxing is. Boxing is about styles, okay? And clearly, the size differential and the styles just didn't match well for Demetrius Andre against David Benavidez. And it's okay. Andre could learn from that. Obviously, a lot of people think he's done, but there's still fights to be made at 168 if he stays there, right? Because Plant, he lost to Canelo. He lost to David Benavides. He should be available, right? I understand they want to make the Charlo fight, but okay, what happens after Charlo? Okay, what happens if you don't get Charlo? Okay, boxing is not going to end in 2026, okay? The world may end in 2026, which may make boxing end in 2026. But if the world don't end in 2026, then guess what? Boxing ain't ending either. There's fights to be made. Andre will bounce back, I'm sure. Obviously, the big question will be what he does, you know, at this stage of his career. Does he stay at 168? Does he go back down? We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. But what I do know is that we need to stop comparing Caleb Plant's fight with David Benavidez and Andre's fight against David Benavidez and give David Benavidez some credit for being the Mexican monster that he is. And I'm out of here. Good night.